Hello and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts, Couched 80k Writing Bootcamp Week 3, Day 3. It's me, Tim Clare, channeling the persona of Tim Clare, the bumptious writing advice podcaster. Tim Clare, the energetic and extroverted performer, and Tim Clare, the sagacious author. This voice, this register of speaking, the energy I'm putting into it, all these things are constructs, complete confections. That's not to say I'm lying to you or deceiving you exactly, but I'm making a series of choices, status choices, content choices, and other parts of my life, I make different ones. I mean, thank God, right? If this was the only mode of communication I had, that would be both terrifying and incredibly irritating. And I'm not suggesting that that is a particularly revelatory or radical position to take. Oh, we have different personalities. Oh, I don't shout and present at my gran when I'm speaking to her. I probably do, actually, to be fair. I'm, I'm just flagging this up because the theme of this week is mask work. But I know it can be a slightly loaded term and, 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 and bring in kind of like ideas of um, portentous and, and, and a very serious theatrical theory or of mystical stuff. But I want to make it clear that when I talk about channeling characters or voices or putting on masks, that's all just a metaphorical shorthand for clusters of status content and vocab choices that inhere in a character that you write in your story. There's nothing inherently mystical about it and I don't want to alienate those of you put off by wanky, self-mythologising author speak about allowing the um, animating spirit to move through you. On the other hand, just because something isn't real per se doesn't mean it's not true. That might be one of the foundational principles of myth, right? I've been watching a lot of spirit... <laughs> I've been watching... A, a for research, I've been, and entertainment, I've been watching a lot of spirit channeling videos on YouTube. And one thing I've noticed is that when the speaker, the trance medium or the alien channeler or the priest or whatever, uh, prepares to receive this entity, this supposed other person, they often begin by saying something like, so let's see what happens or I'll just get out of the way. And they smile and they sit up straight and they take a deep breath and they relax. And I don't think it's any coincidence that those are really helpful mindsets for sitting down to write a first draft. This open, expansive attitude of curiosity, receptiveness and acceptance. Not one of the channelers I've watched, not one, sits down and goes, Oh, fuck. Oh, God, I feel really bad. I, I haven't channeled St. Francis of Assisi in ages. I just, I, I've been really busy and I've been feeling really crappy about my trances. Shit. What if he just comes out with a load of nonsense. I really need two solid hours of prophecies about the spiritual destiny of humankind. And of course, what they go on to say is, to my understanding of the universe, just the same person, but putting on a posh voice. Mm, uh, yes, um, uh, this is, yes, uh, tuning in now, uh, frequency. I am, mm, yes, um, pleased to see you. Yes, um, all of you, my, um, yes, uh, children, shall we say. That's basically it. Uh, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm, if you believe in that kind of thing, I, I'm not criticising you. I'm just saying maybe that's all writing ever was, you know? All those master storytellers that we've been standing in awe of all these years. Maybe they're just like me and you, but putting on a weird voice. That's all every exercise up to now has been gently encouraging you to do, actually, just to get into this mindset of, well... I've got no idea what's going to come out. How interesting. I'm just going to step into the process and see what emerges. 
There's nothing remotely mystical or wanky or you don't even need the bel- a belief in the sort of unconscious. I'm not sure I'm not sure whether this idea of there being an unconscious mind has any real basis in modern neuropsychology. Perhaps it has. Perhaps there are theories that still support it. But it seems, again, just another way of talking about the muse or the spirit or the ether or whatever. And I don't think you need a belief in any of those things. I, I, this emergent content can just come out of your knowledge and the process. That's all it is, is the process. And that attitude of openness, of awareness, of quiet accepting interest and engagement in the process, that is the attitude that will get you through the first draft. That is the shit that will help you solve the case. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. It's it's so fucking easy to say. I know how bloody hard it is sometimes when you've made time for writing by missing out on a night out with friends or by shunning your partner who's in another room and you're not seeing them and you feel guilty or when you're working a job you hate and this is your downtime afterwards and you're tired when this is your third book perhaps and you've got a deadline with a publisher and and, and there's a readership out there with expectations just to sit up straight drop your shoulders take a few deep breaths and say well let's just see what happens today part of you will be screaming letting yourself relax like that part of you will be screaming that this is reckless willful disregard for reality you need to know what's coming next other more talented people might be able to get away with just sitting there and 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 seeing what happens but you this is limited precious time and you're running out of time and you need to be sure that this time is going to be worth it otherwise why do it at all why go through all this struggle because you're just wasting your life if it's making you feel miserable and you're sitting here and nothing's going to come out because we're just going to see because we don't know then why bother at all why not stop now you might as well give up and save yourself all that pain if any of that sounds vaguely familiar. You have my sympathies and I want to tell you it doesn't have to be that way. Unfortunately I can't just snap my fingers and make that voice disappear but what I can say is this. By getting this far in the course, by doing all these daily exercises, which I ha- you know, sneakily I haven't told you this, but the whole point of them is, you know, and it doesn't matter whether you've been doing this day by day, whether you've been like religiously turning up or whether you've had big gaps in between and you're just working through this course when you can manage it. It doesn't, I've said it's daily, but it it just doesn't matter. Just by turning up and engaging your creativity in this gentle, playful way, just for 10 minutes each time, you're you're already working to soften that voice of alarm, that voice of fear, that voice that is trying to protect you by saying, by saying, don't, put yourself through this that is afraid of the unknown and the unknown is synonymous with creativity and surprise and discovery so it's it's no wonder that it's scary to you because it, this is an adventure that's the secret of this job guys we're going on an adventure and adventures are fucking scary so no wonder when you sit down sometimes you feel scared because it's a fucking adventure and there are monsters and there are dark caves and there are things that you don't you don't know what's inside that's why it's an adventure that's why it's not that's why it's not just a fucking walk to tesco right because there's the unknown and there's fear if you're feeling fear congratulations you're doing something worthwhile and you're growing and that's 
fucking brilliant. And I'm, you know, I don't want to turn this, or, or you know, if I talk about growth and fear and mental blocks and self-acceptance anymore, we're going to end up around a campfire with an acoustic guitar singing Kumbaya. Right? I, I'm not, I don't want that. Uh, I would, I mean, I wouldn't mind it with you, but like the point I'm trying to make is, and uh, you know, and this balances with everything else I've said in sort of season one of the podcast as well, and on the blog where I'm like doing very kind of uh, clinical analysis of sentences, and I'm doing a lot of editing. What I'm trying to say to you is this, but this is process, and this is robust, and this is genuine theory. It's not. It, it's, it'd be great if this also make if this makes you feel happy as well. But it's also it is the path to producing consistently and producing good content and be, having the confidence to dare to make formally challenging, formally daring moves, to move out of your comfort zone, to move away from formula if you, if it suits the purposes of what you're writing. Because formula is another way of limiting the adventure and limiting fear by saying I'm not gonna just see what happens today um, because I've got this formula I've got these tracks I've got these rails I know exactly what's going to happen there's very little that can surprise me and 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 you know what there'll be very little that can surprise your reader as well so today we're going to call another spirit to come and whisper in our ear this one has been waiting for a while to tell their story. I think they're probably somewhere to your right and just behind you, leaning over your shoulder, ready to dictate to you directly. Maybe the story is worth hearing, maybe it's not, who knows? But we're going to find out. I don't know anything about them, their age, nationality, their appearance, their personality. All I know is that they're no longer alive and that their message to you begins with the following line. Let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you what I did. That's the opening line. Okay, you have 10 minutes. Ready? Go!
And there we must leave them, at least for now. I'll let you get some much-deserved rest well done. Take it easy, and I'll see you tomorrow.